What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard with a new uh, sponsor, which will be coming very soon. I'm really excited. Today's this is going to be fascinating. I just can't wait to get in this conversation. Tim, why don't you introduce yourself and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, Aaron. I'm glad to be on Unscripted because I am an unscripted kind of guy. Uh, and, That's what uh, we do. We, uh, yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, Patterns of Evidence has been a, um, a journey for me. Uh, I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I've got a company called Thinking Man Films, and I started to investigate the inf- stories of the Bible about 20 plus years ago and uh, led me on this long journey. Uh, it took me 12 years to make the very first Patterns of Evidence film, and that film was called The Exodus, and it's been uh, from there I've continued on to produce other films. So the second one that came out was called The Moses Controversy, which I didn't intend to make. Uh, but it was about the writing of the Bible and about these inscriptions. Uh, these uh, Actually, somebody took Egyptian hieroglyphs and uh, modified them into what became the basis of the, of the alphabet. And there's a connection wow. that I, I could see about that. So I've been um, uh, developing a ser- this series of films looking for a God acting in history and seeing if we could find biblical events in archaeology and in uh, geography and di- different locations uh, for the last 20 years. And that's what, that's what Thinking Man Films is doing as a production company. And that's what Patterns of Evidence is doing as a series of films. So the great Lee Strobel, um, I, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Lee. Lee was an attorney and I think he, he set out to actually at the time, I believe of his original thought was he wanted to prove everybody wrong. I think he was, might've even been an atheist. So he wanted to prove Christianity wrong and in the, in the process actually became a Christian because all he could find was evidence. You are actually looking at the architecture or the, um, uh, the history you're actually getting in there, getting your hands dirty, so to speak. You're seeing the actual places that these things took place. Is that correct? And uh, what have you seen as you've gone along? Has it, I assume it's probably only deepened your faith and not the opposite. Is that true? Right. Uh, In the very beginning, uh, when I first uh, started with this, I went to Egypt and I went to the actual, I managed to get to the very location where the early Israelites uh, were uh, to have gone. And to this area, it's called Avaris. uh, And it's underneath where the ancient city of Ramesses was. And there was a uh, an arche- uh, there's an archaeologist there, Manfred Bitek, and I went to visit him. I surprised him. I mean, it came to his side. It was not easy getting there. And, um, and when he told me that, I said, have you found any evidence for the early Israelites, you know, uh, the Hebrews? And he said, so far, not. 
And so he was telling me that he, he did not find any evidence. And that in the very first part of this investigation, I've documented it in, in our films. I came home uh, and it was like a seed of doubt was planted in my heart. And I came home, uh, you know, um, and I was sitting in an edit suite uh, when this thought came into my mind, everything that you've believed about the Bible, that your family believes about the Bible is a lie. Right. So I had a crisis of faith, uh, and uh, but then, um, and as I said, I've, I've shown, I've talked about this multiple times. There's this thought that said, "Stop editing, get up, and go to your, you know, go to your office." And I had a library of books on Egyptology and and Bible history and archaeology, and uh, people would give them to me, and I wouldn't read them. Uh, I mean, they're thick. They were complicated. <laughs> they were more like reference books. And I, I got up and I, I felt really led to go and read, pull out this one book. And when I did, I opened it up and there was Manfred Bitek's dig site being talked about by another Egyptologist. And uh, I ended up uh, seeing the, the evidence that was being interpreted differently. So oftentimes, archaeology and history and the world is about interpretation, and once you understood the, you know, interpretation, which I believe was the correct interpretation, then we started to see a pattern of evidence. And that's what this uh, book was about, it was by a, a Egyptologist, David Rowland. He was saying that there is a pattern of evidence for the Bible. He could see it. And he wasn't even a Christian. He was an agnostic. Mm. Unbelievable. Like, so what, as you've gone through this, I think you said you had a crisis of faith. Have, has this deepened your faith or are you still in that process? No, I, I, I'm, I really, you know, it's interesting. You should ask that question because I think uh, as, as a believer, as a, as a person of faith, there are times when you go and, and I'm dealing with it. When I make a film, sometimes I'm dealing with the same things that people in the film I'm making are going, but no, I resolve that crisis of faith. But the question now is, as I'm working on this new film, it's called, um, so I've made um, a number of films, uh, patterns. We've got Exodus and the Moses Controversy, Red Sea 1 and Red Sea 2. I'm in the middle of now of Journey to Mount Sinai. And uh, and there's two films. The next one's coming out in theaters as a Fathom event on October 17th and 18th. So if you go to PatternsOfEvidence.com, you can get your tickets and, and see this amazing movie. Uh, this is a huge investigation. It's taken us 20 years, uh, myself, uh, to 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 get to this point. This was the film I started out making years and years ago, and never never got to it. And now, after all these years, and it's more than 20 years, uh, we're finally getting to make it. And it's a two film package, um, meaning that the first film's coming out in October. The next one's coming out after the first of the year, sometime, and um, it's. It's searching for the route of the Exodus, and we're looking at six different mountains. But the thing that happened during this, if you look at what's happening to the Israelites, is that they are becoming, you know, here they've seen God acting uh, in the plagues. They've experienced walking through a sea that was parted, and yet they get on the other side of the sea, and now they're upset because they're fearful. They don't have any water. They don't have any food. Right. They, they're like, why did you bring us out here to die? Right. Isn't that so, isn't that such a lie? I mean, when I read the the scriptures, I, I always shake my head because it's like, you just said it. 
like, come on. I mean, you just witnessed miracle upon miracle upon miracle. And and I think we see miracles in our lives, you know, every now and then, you know, you see someone get healed or we hear stories in our, our church, right? These people witnessed, witnessed, and you just said they split the Red Sea in half. Like, if I saw that, I would not question whether or not there's a God. We are left kind of to our own devices today. I mean, there's, you know, there's things that we... We, we hope and we believe our miracles and we witness things, but, but we didn't see the Red Sea part. So <laughs> to your point, it's like when I read it, I get so frustrated with the Israelites and I wasn't there. I was, you know, in, in fairness, I'm only taking scripture, but when I read it, I'm like, people, like, what else do you need? He gave you manna at night and <laughs> all the other th- manna every morning and fire. And like, it's all right there for you. Yeah. And I get really frustrated with them. Um, so I, I watch too much TikTok. I mentioned this to you a minute ago. I watch way too much TikTok and on TikTok there's, I've seen a few where there's claims of finding chariots at the bottom of the Red Sea. I don't know if that's true or not because it's TikTok and it's probably not true. But, um, as you've done your research and done things, have you seen or witnessed things like that and and again not specifically that maybe or maybe not i don't know but have you have you witnessed things that you've seen that that absolutely identify yes that this exodus took place well in the very first film uh the um the the arrival of the israelites in egypt i'll give you just one example um is there's really strong evidence for the, the Israelites arriving, just as the Bible says, a small community. And then what, what's very unique is that there's a, uh, an Egyptian palace that's in the midst of the Semitic people, and it looks like it's matching the, the story of Joseph, the narrative of Joseph, you know. And um, there's a pyramid tomb, and this pyramid tomb is, I think, the only time in the history of Egypt where a pyramid tomb they, they found a non-Egyptian inside it. And the Bible tells us that Joseph, you know, became second in command to Pharaoh because he could interpret these dreams. And what happens is that he is elevated, you know, to, to this level, goes from being a slave to being uh, a ruler, and he invites his family to live. And this is what we find in, in the behind this palace is a, a cemetery, and it has um, 12 main graves. And uh, one of them is a pyramid tomb. So it looks like it's fitting the pattern of Joseph and his family coming and his brothers all being buried right there. And then this group grows into a larger community. And eventually they're very prosperous and successful. And then there's something happens to this group of people and they, they get put into slavery. So that first film shows all of that. There's even Egyptian documents that talk about the plagues that are matching almost word for word the Bible. That's that first film, the Patterns of Evidence Exodus. The, the, now the one, the Moses controversy is amazing because it's about the writing then of the, of the scriptures. And guess what? This alphabet shows up in the very locations where the Israelites would have been. Wow. And it that eventually migrates just like the Israelites to Israel from this area to Israel. Uh, and, and so, but it's always earlier, it's what, which is what we're seeing is that the pattern is a little bit earlier than what people think. Not earlier than the Bible, but earlier than what people, uh, uh, scholars that don't necessarily believe the Bible is true, but they, they say it ha- the exodus that didn't happen had to have happened at a particular time. 
And when they pin it there, there's no evidence for it. So the, then you get to the, um, the question of, you know, chariots and uh, our films, <laughs> the Red Sea, sea Miracle. Right. Yeah, we looked for different locations for the sea parting. And uh, we actually, uh, if, you, if anyone's interested in seeing that film, uh, you know, they can go to PatternsOfEvidence.com and we've got these films for sale and digital and they can, they can watch it or buy a DVD and Blu-ray. But those, that film in particular actually has divers that go to that location, go to a location and are searching for the wheels and have testified that they've seen or touched a chariot wheel. The wow. question is, is, you know, it's a testimony and... Um, uh, and it seems like they're telling the truth. And I actually had one guy take a lie detector test and he passed it. So, wow. Um, wow. so <laughs> unbelievable. And you said, where, where can we find those again? Because that's uh, patterns, pa- patterns of evidence.com patterns of evidence.com. Yeah. I think you go to our store. It's the red. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Aaron or the red sea miracle one and two, one and two. Uh, it's a two part. Once again, it's like four hours of the investigation. Wow. Unbelievable. It's almost like finding the Titanic. <laughs> I mean, seriously, but, but now we're talking about something that's much more eternal and, and important, I think, to so many people's faith. So um, I will ask again, as you've gone through this, has your faith strengthened? I want to say that, that it has, uh, but th- there are times uh, when we go through difficult times, you know, where, where you're having faith that God is going to be at work and, and sometimes, you know, we're like, uh, I'm t- I get tired, to be honest with you. Like making this film has been a real challenge because uh, it's a, you know, I've moved into that ministry mode, as it were, where, you know, we're, we're dependent upon donors and people to, you know, help us. And then we've had, um, you have setbacks. And I think right. uh, you're reading about, uh, you know, uh, both faith is the evidence of things unseen and hoped for. And, and you but so I have to personally spend more time. I can be working in the, in the Bible on this film, but I still need to basically be nourished every, every day by prayer and reading. Uh, and so um, I, I think in the long haul, I have no doubts that God exists and that the Bible is true and that these events have happened. Um, and, and that's what I believe. And I've also started to realize that as the culture is um, probably reflecting more like it used to be in ancient times, you know, uh, where things are, are pretty wild, uh, what we see is that our faith has to be strengthened so that we know that we know that we know. And that's why making uh, films that we're making that affirm historically credible events, because the historical credibility is becoming challenged so much. Um, uh, I just recently made a film on the on the early church uh, called The Seven Churches of Revelation. I helped to get a series made into a film, and you started realizing that the early church was dealing with idolatry of cities, you know, where right. the Christians were the outsiders, and and uh, and were what does so? It's important for us to know that we know uh, that, and and the other part of it is. What I'm seeing, too, is that if you read in Psalm 78 and different Psalms uh, in different parts of the scriptures, it says, do not forget what God did by bringing you out of Egypt, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's and uh, if I go to 78 here, it, it's basically saying, teach these, these incredible things that have happened that God has done. Teach them to your children. 
tell them to the next generation the mighty things that God has done. And I think that that's, that's really a battle right now that we have in our, in our own uh, culture right now. It says, we, uh, Psalm 78, 78 I'm, I'm saying, uh, I'm showing here, um, verse 2. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from of old, what we have heard and known and what our fathers have told us. So I started to, what I learned, Aaron, about this whole thing is that, is that faith is generational. Faith is a legacy. You can have a family legacy of faith, and it's meant to be passed on from generation to generation. Um, and it says, we will not hide them. It says, <clears throat> we, uh, I'm, make sure I say this right. What we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from our children, from their children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. And I'm, and I'm just realizing that it goes on here, and you'll start to see in that psalm, it starts to talk about the exodus. He did miracles in the sights of their fathers in the land of Egypt and the region of Zoan. He divided the sea and led them through. He made the water stand firm like a wall. And you're talking about that. Here we are 3,500 years later talking right. about the mighty deeds of God where he made water stand like a wall mm-hmm. and people part, walk through it. Is there a moment where you were like, this is why I do this every day? You know what I mean? Like, is there something that you saw? Was there a day you were filming? Was there um, uh, something physically that you saw that said, this is why we're doing this? Like, have you seen confirmations along the way as you've made this film? I've had unusual things happen. I imagine. (laughs) Really unusual things happen. And we just made a movie called The Journey Home where we captured some of those testimonies. But I'll tell you a couple of them that I haven't told many people. Um, one of them, I was I was at a at a, a, a college uh, seminary, and I was setting. I went down there to set up um, to film an interview, and uh, this young man walks by and he stops. He looks at me, and he and he goes, "Are you, are you, are you Tim Mahoney?" Mm. And I said, "Yeah." And he goes. He goes, you're not going to, he goes, you know why I'm here? He says, I saw your movie. Wow. Wow. He says, I felt God call me. I'm going to go and be an archaeologist. He says, I'm here because I saw your movie and because it, it, I felt like God was saying, you need to go and I'm going to go. He said he was going to now carry on the work to the next part of it. Wow. And and now that, you know, and what was funny was I should have got his name. Then he walked, he, I was just getting ready to film this interview. And I said, well, thank you very much. And he probably told me his name and I instantly forgot it after the interview. Um, uh, but that's, that's an example. And one time I was in Jerusalem and I had all this equipment and we were trying to get through. And this one young, uh, security, uh, official said, why are you here? And because they always question you when you go through the airport. And, and I explained to him, well, I'm making a film. What are you making a film about? I said, I'm making a film about uh, about uh, the, the Bible and, and the story of the Exodus. And he says, I need to see this. <laughs> and I'm in a, really? I, I'm in the, I'm in the, you know, when you're, when you're getting your luggage, right. he goes, you need to show me this footage now. Really? And so I had to basically unpack equipment. I had to get batteries. I had to basically pull it out. And then he, he looked at it and he says, 
and and I mean, literally, I've got a. I'm stopping all sorts of people from getting around me because I'm pulling out tapes and showing them. And then he looked at me and said, "He says, I want to thank you. This is amazing. I cannot believe that I'm hearing this. Wow. That someone who is not from here would do this." He says, "Thank God that what what you're doing." But I had to see it from my own eyes, <laughs> you know. Wow. Uh, and so you have these experiences where you realize. And I've I've had that happen different times where something like that has happened, and you realize, oh, this is this is different now. You know, there's yeah. something more going on here. And I, I and Aaron, I have to. There are times like in the last week, I've been discouraged, you know, because of of just not having enough, uh, you know, money to release the movie, and and you know, uh, it's just trying to catch up with everything. Uh, and you get asked, uh, you know, the Israelites went out into the wilderness to meet God, and he called them out there, and they're like, well, what are we going to do for our children? How are we going to feed them? You know, what are we going to do to drink? Because the wilderness is where you went if you were going to die. I mean, it's a, right. it's a dangerous place. And I've been talking about this whole issue of the wilderness and, and, and uh, that God sometimes takes us from one place mm-hmm. out of that place, and he, we— Sometimes we can look at it and like be comfortable with the bondage and the slavery because at least we got, you know, a meal and we got water and a place to sleep. And he's saying, no, I'm taking you from there and you're, I'm going to give you a freedom that you didn't know before. Right. But what I learned from this, making this latest film is that some people are happy with being in bondage if they got food and water. Hey everyone, my name is Cami Prannell and I'm the Executive Director for My Unscripted. We hope you are enjoying today's interview. My Unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahome of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us, too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. We have the benefit, when we read Scripture, we have the benefit of knowing how the story ends. Um, you know, <laughs> to to uh, to give some um, credit to those that were in the wilderness, they don't know how the story ended. They were in the wilderness, and we have the benefit of that, which is so wonderful for us as believers. Now, when we read scripture, we have the benefit of seeing how God provided over and over and over and over again. When, and I'm, you know, maybe someday there'll be another Bible that'll show what we're going through today. (laughs) You know what I mean? But at the same time, I think it has to be very interesting um, as you're walking through this physical you're in the physical places. So let me ask you, if you don't mind, how hard has it been with uh, COVID and all these other things? Like, I assume you're traveling to these places. Are you stationed there while you're filming? Like, do you come and go? You mentioned traveling. Um, how? What is it like being a filmmaker going to these places? Is it easy? Is it hard? Has it been difficult? Has it been pretty simple? What's that been like? Yes. Yes to all those. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it, it's been, well, you have to, uh, you have to do a lot going into a foreign country with equipment. You have to be very, very, uh, you have to get documentation. Uh, you have to have a carnet. Uh, you have to register all of your equipment. 
And uh, so that's different than just being a tourist and going somewhere. You have to actually get permission to film in certain places. So you have to work with the country uh, so that you have the right legal documents. And um, so preparation is an enormous part of, you know, going to a country like that, uh, to, you know, like Egypt or Israel, Jordan, uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, any of these countries in the Middle East. Uh, but it's the same in certain, you know, where, whenever you take equipment out of this country to go film, you also have to prove that you own the equipment bef- before you come back. Mm-hmm. And so there's, um, that is a, a, for anyone who's thinking about going and filming or doing something, that's something you have to be very conscious of. Otherwise you get in a lot of trouble and it costs you a lot of money. Wow. And, um, but then there's, are you prepared? Um, there's, there are times when it, you feel almost um, if there was a barometric pressure or uh, a spiritual uh, uh, pressure uh, that you, in certain parts of the world, you feel something that's different than when you're in this part of the world. And I think there's a spiritual dynamic in certain places that uh, you can sense and feel. Um, and it, it's possible that it senses and knows that you're there too. So, uh, there's dynamics that are going on and, um, and I don't think that you, you should go places that you're not supposed to be, uh, on multiple levels. Uh, and I've, if I say that, uh, you have to go where you have authority to go and, and where you have permission to go. Um, and sometimes you might have authority, but not permission. <laughs> right. And sometimes you Is- might have permission and not authority. As a filmmaker, you know, wouldn't it be easier, hopefully this question comes across okay, wouldn't it be easier just to go to Hollywood and make movies in a uh, studio somewhere where you don't have to deal with all the things that you just mentioned? Would, you know what I mean? But but I think that's, again, I, that's a compliment, I think, is is the fact that you're, you're taking on a much broader task when it would probably be easier just to show up to Warner Brothers Studio every day and make whatever film they're making, and that's no disrespect to whoever that director is. But you're getting on a plane, you're going against a lot of different things and you're doing it. And I think, uh, in fairness to, uh, you're doing it in the name of, uh, something much bigger than, uh, whatever film we're talking, Batman. That's just the first name that came to the top of my head. You know, we're, 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 you're doing this for a much bigger cause. Um, is that, is that true? Like, I think you're, you're taking on a much broader task than, the average filmmaker who's probably going to roll up to a studio somewhere and just make a film. And and that's no disrespect to how hard they work. I just think you have a lot bigger challenges. Is that fair to say? Well, it's, uh, on, let's say in a couple of different levels, let's un- unpack that idea. One is okay. it's not easy to make a film. A lot of people, right. um, on one side, making films, uh, to become a studio filmmaker, um, there's, it's like being a professional baseball player. It's pretty hard to get there. Um, uh, and a lot of people that do get there are just part of a, of a, they're, they're like a piece of the puzzle. Whereas it's, it's in some ways it's more fun to be an independent, uh, that you can, you know, make the film. But a lot of the people that are independents never really actually totally make a film either. It's hard, even though that you have, um, low costs and editing equipment now and, and cameras, it's just the the nature of trying to m- pull something together and make a film and then get it to be successful. Uh, that's a whole nother level. <laughs> so right. on one side, um, 
I think that, and I've been able now, I'm on my, uh, I've, I've made, um, I've been executing or, or producing about um, seven films now. I'm in going into eight and nine. And, and those films are, um, they, they, they are, I think if I go back to a verse uh, that I like, my wife gave me, uh, told me about Ephesians 2, chapter 10. It says for Christ's workmanship and that God's created good, you know, created us, that there are good works that we're supposed to do. He gave, you know, he, he had things for us to do. And I had a sense of direction. And I think if you have listeners out there that if they have a sense that they're supposed to be doing something, then my my argument for them is then you better figure it out because life is short and you better figure out what it is. It says, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, mm. which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, what's interesting is the verse before that says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works. Right. So being saved is not by works. But I think afterwards, both my wife and I have talked about this, I think there's a level of... of um, you're commissioned. There's certain right. things you're supposed to be doing. And part of it is, is I think that, that why we're in sort of a mess that we're in possibly right now is that a lot of people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, and I don't want to get to the end of my life and stand before God and, 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 and then have to answer for uh, just being distracted and just having a good time uh, when I was supposed to be doing certain things. And I think what I would say is that, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'm not necessarily sinning, but there's sins of commission and there's sins of omission. And I think we have to be careful of is that if we've got things we're supposed to be doing, then we need to be committed to doing them. And then by faith, you know, head out to do them. So going back to being a filmmaker, it took me, I've got this movie called The Journey Home that just came out. And I tell the backstory of how long it took for me to become a filmmaker uh, and, but I, I'm glad that I didn't quit because from the time I went to, you know, film school when I was in my, you know, I was 19 years old to 65 and making, you know, movies, uh, it's taken me this commitment, ongoing commitment to try to become a filmmaker. And why was I a filmmaker? Cause I have a sense that God had something for me to say to the world. Right. And I had a dialogue that, that I was supposed to have. Right. And I believe I'm still still supposed to have. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm speechless like that. I think that that was the answer that I think um, I was interested most in. Um, I, I have two questions for you. One, um, there's multiple already. Uh, you've mentioned them. There's multiple series out there. And so, again, the, the best place for people to find Pre, uh, up to where journey to Mount Sinai is, is again, is it pattern patterns of evidence.com? Is that correct? Yeah. Patterns of evidence.com is where you're going to be able to find that. And, uh, um, so yeah, that, that's the best place to find our films and, uh, uh, and they're quite a journey. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. It cost it costs tens of thousands. I mean, even 20 years, 20 plus years of investigative hundreds and hundreds of trips, millions and millions of dollars of, of tr putting, you know, to try to, uh, you know, unpack a lot of this. So, 
And the new film is going to be in theaters. You said Fathom Events. It's going to be in theaters next month, correct? Yeah, October uh, 16th and 17th. 16th and 17th. Uh, let, they, let me just double check that, okay? <laughs> that's fine. Hey, welcome to Unscripted. Um, yeah. they, they can, while you're checking that, um, they where can they buy tickets um, at yeah, the website? Yeah, they can buy right or, now. Yep. You can buy go to right our now. website, okay. and I probably gave it... 17th and 18th. Sorry. October 17th and 18th. It's fine. <laughs> it's uh, fine. That's All what right. it is. Okay. So October 17th and 18th, that's where we can find a local theater who will have these films and we can buy tickets there. Yeah. Right? Yep. If you go to our website, patterns of evidence, you can buy theater ticket. You can go, go if people that are familiar with it, they go there, they, they put in their zip code, tells them what theater is saying they can, you know, buy their tickets. And by the way, I, I got to talk to you, tell you about this is that is that we've got this um, uh, whole new thing. Are you are you still there? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I got I got to look for where where, where I put you now. <laughs> uh, which there you are. There you are. Um, I have these tabs open, but I've got something. We've got this journey to Mount Sinai. I don't know if you can see. It. Yeah, I've got something kind of interesting. Okay, it's a scorecard, a Mount Sinai scorecard. Really. Okay, and so what's going to happen here? I got I got a bigger one. Is that on this scorecard? Is we've got the different uh, parts of the uh, that you can look at in the investigation: journey to the mountain, campsites, uh, travel speed, wildernesses, Midian. So this is a this is a uh, a way for you to engage in the investigation. And in this uh, scorecard, we also have um, a map of the mountains that we're going to be looking at. We also have uh, references and biblical references for you to go and read ahead, look, learn what the campsites are, what the journey is. So when you come here, you're not just like, oh, what is that? What's this or whatever? You're going to be prepped, and then you're going to get to go along, and I'm going to give you a time to basically score. So you see there's three mountains. There's three here. The first film has three mountains. The second film has three mountains. And you're going to be able to go along interactively and keep, you know, a score of, is this evidence making sense to you? Does it, is it, we basically have uh yes, maybe, and nope. <laughs> That's awesome. And where, where can we find, is that on the website as well? Yeah, it's right on the website. Get you that can when download they buy the tickets. Yep. You can download it uh, right at the website. You can look at it. that kind of tell you. And if you're in a small, if you're in a small group or Bible study and you want your whole Bible study to go along and bring the yeah. scorecard and then go out to coffee afterwards. And by the way, there's a panel discussion at the awesome. end of the film. Uh, and uh, we've got, we've got a great uh, panel and uh, we're going to be unpacking some of the big, uh, you know, questions like, well, what does it mean for me today? Kind of thing. Right. Unbelievable. Like there's, there's a lot to do here. So please, anybody listening, support the film. And that's the last thing I want to ask you. Um, you've mentioned money a few times. How, how do you do this? And is there a place where if anyone's listening to this and they want to support you and all the work that you're doing, because there's a ton here, we've already talked about a lot. That's why I wanted to get that granular detail far beyond the film is I want people to understand like, this isn't just you're not just flying over, making a quick movie and heading home. This is, there's a lot happening here. And so if people want to support you financially, how can they do that? And again, this is unscripted. You didn't ask me to do this. I'm asking for you myself because I'm curious. How do people support you financially? 
Yeah. Well, we have a, we are a nonprofit now. We have Patterns of Evidence uh, Foundation. And so uh, on that same site, PatternsofEvidence.com, you can go to uh, there. It says donate. And uh, we're working on uh, usually three films all the time uh, that show biblical evidence because one's in research, one's in filming and the other one's in editing. And, and so, uh, there is a, a place on the website where you can go and go to the donate button and you can participate in that. Uh, we also have another thing that I developed called the Historical Faith Society, which is a part of our, our Patterns of Evidence Foundation. And monthly, if people wanted to just be a part of it monthly and give as little as $16 a month, they could be a member of that. And then we have like a, it's, it's a, a channel with lots of videos, I keep putting out videos every month um, on Bible, archaeology, and history, and we've got live events, and we just keep filling that channel up. And that's that's a practical way to help us, and you get something, you know, for it. And there's other things down the road that we have, but those are the two main areas of you know people that want to donate for the film, help us, help us. Um, make these types of films about the history of the Bible and the credibility. Awesome. So everything, everything we have discussed from beginning to end is at, available at the website and that's patterns of evidence.com. Is that right? It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Patterns of evidence.com. This has been fascinating. Uh, hopefully I didn't take you too far off the trail of talking about the film itself, but so ultimately the film is journey to uh, patterns of evidence journey to Mount Sinai and it's out next month. You can get that at patterns of evidence.com. Get your tickets and please support everything that you're doing and please support um, because this is fascinating. And I think it's so important for us to remember. Um, that's why I get excited when I see a TikTok that says they found chariots at the bottom of the Red Sea <laughs> where Moses crossed. I don't know if it's true or not, but for me as a believer, I think we still want signs and wonders. Uh, you know what I mean? I, 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 it, I, I can't imagine what you're seeing uh, as you're going through this process. So I'm, I'm very fascinated to see the films and see what you're seeing. And thank you for, this is a ministry. Uh, this is a ministry where you're going out and you're, you're sacrificing um, time. You're sacrificing your money. You're sacrificing a lot of things to go out and do this for us on our behalf. So thank you for that. That's, it really is uh, pretty fascinating. It's amazing. Well, well, thank you to Aaron. I appreciate your, uh, uh, you know, sharing what the need is and, um, yeah, there's a lot to be, there's a lot more to be done. Um, um, I have a, a vision uh, for, um, you know, we've already put an outline. You know, I felt like what God was speaking to me was was to cast a vision. And so uh, I already know what the next films are, and I actually have, have um, some material on it. Uh, and so I know where we're going. We're working our way through the Bible. We're showing awesome. that God has acted in, in many cases, he is acting in history, right. and he's revealing himself. And, and and so, yeah, we're excited to share those things, and, and it's great to meet you and, and to you. get to know you, and, and thank you for having us on your program. The same for you. Uh, I'll ask you one, sorry, one last question. Uh, we're seeing waters recede everywhere, and they're finding things in the water. Uh, I, I don't know if you're seeing this as well uh, on all of our news channels, but waters are receding because of 
whatever it might be. I don't know. But, but things, things are starting to pop up that they're finding in water that wasn't there before. Does that fascinate you? Are you seeing that these same reports and does that fascinate you? This is completely unrelated or maybe it is related. I don't know, but are you seeing that? And does that fascinate you as a filmmaker? Well, I think, uh, if you think about time now, we think about time as like, this is us now, right? but you know, time is, uh, I mean, time has been going a long time before we got here. And so what happened, I've been fascinated by what happened before the flood. And, uh, I've been thinking about the pre-flood earth and, what was it? Because the Bible says that it, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be, you know, um, I believe when the Lord is going to come back. Right. And so uh, to me, I'm interested in, in possibly exploring, you know, and what would we know about that? And so if the waters are receding, is there something that would we would learn about the pre-flood time, you know? And um, so there's many, there's many different things that I think that um, would cause us to be more serious about our faith. And, um, and so uh, to answer the, the question, I have not heard about the, you know, about this phenomena, but I am interested in it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the reason why I called the company thinking man films yeah. uh, because uh, and, and, and it says to, that we're supposed to love the Lord, our God with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our mind. And, I do believe that it's really important for us to be uh, thinking, to be thinkers, right. uh, because there's so many things that are happening right now where it doesn't make any sense, and it's like people aren't thinking. Right. So I think maybe a, a healthy dose of being a thinker and thinking about the, what God is telling us and what we're supposed to be doing. I think the other thing that I've learned too is that is that there's so much that's being given to us uh, in media that's so unhealthy. Right. That uh, not to think about those things, but the Bible says to think upon the things that are whatever is good and true and pure. Uh, that's where we need to be, because otherwise we're really going to be messed up. Our, our, our mind is going to be really um, messed up, and that's why many people are so discouraged right now or confused or just giving up, checking out. And uh, I believe we're supposed to be uh, thinking about the the right things and have our focus on the right things. So, and that was a curveball. I was throwing you fastballs the most time, and that that was a curveball at the end. So, thank you so much. Thank you for taking time to unpack that. I know I've asked you a lot of questions that were probably out of bounds, but um, thank you uh, for doing all the work that you're doing. Patternsofevidence.com, and again, the film is out next month. So, anyone listening to this, please. Go get tickets, support everything that you're doing. I have a feeling you're going to walk away fascinated. I can't wait myself to see it and and to be uh, just immersed in, in history a little bit. So thank you. Thank you for the ministry that you have and for taking time to be on today. I really appreciate it. Well, you're welcome, Aaron. God bless you. God bless you. Talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast. With your sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song "Great and Mighty One" on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.